0: We are indeed talking about a psalm today, and the psalms are a book of conversations between God's people and God. So let us listen now for a word from God as we hear Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6 and 13 through 18. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Holy One, calm our hearts today. Still our minds from the to do list constantly running through. And open us up. Open us to receive your words to us today. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So earlier this week, I was talking with a friend about a little getaway they just took down to St. Simon's. Every year around this time, they come down here to their family beach house where they wake up slow, they drink coffee on the porch overlooking the dunes, and they spend the day just enjoying the view. She talked about how this place continues to be respite for her and for her family. This place is a place set apart from the rest of the world, which we often forget. I know I do, because we live here. But to some, it is very special. And they keep coming back here to that family beach house and that dune view to rest and to recharge, where the only thing on the to-do list is to just be. I think we all have those places, places of rest for us weary travelers in the midst of a hustle and bustling life that is far too busy. They might not be beach houses or vacation homes, but they are safe havens that we keep coming back to when we're tired and when we need to be set right again. The place that comes to mind for me when I often think of needing rest and a chance to recharge is the second cup of coffee, but the first cup of kid-free coffee usually at wake up. I have this ritual now where if it's been a rough morning with the children, which it often is, Molly Claire's almost three, but after that rough morning, I'll go to wake up, get a latte, and somehow in that latte, God renews me and sets me right back on my path. The psalm that we read this morning is like one of those lattes. It's one of those sacred places where we can find rest and renewal. In our faith, it is one of the places that we go over and over again to rest from our journeys and to be set right on our paths. It is a psalm that reminds us both who we are, whose we are, and that we are known intimately by our creator, God. This psalm explains the relationship that God has with us and that we have with God. So often in scripture and even in our worship, we see God referred to as the ruler of all, or we see Jesus named as the king, both of which are very true things. But when we think about God in those big and high ways, that creates distance between God up here and us down here. But this psalm closes that distance. Although God is distinct from the world that God created, from the creatures that God made, God is intimately connected to each of us, searching us and knowing our hearts. This past Sunday night at youth group, we did this activity with Psalm 139 called Blackout Poetry. And then we did it again together as a staff at our staff meeting on Tuesday, which is a pretty rare occasion that we do the same thing. But we had the words of the psalm printed out on sheets of paper, and we had this big box of Crayola markers before us. We listened to the verses together, and we circled the places where love shined through, and then we marked out everything else, and we talked about it. So between the staff conversation and the youth conversation, There were a lot of similarities. Both groups named it comforting and honestly a little creepy that God knows us so well, knowing all of our thoughts so well. But they mostly found the verses affirming. But something that I thought was interesting is that both groups got a little hung up on our stories being written out before we existed. We thought that felt awfully finite of God. But God is not finite. This struck me a little, so I did some research, and I wondered if we lost something in our English translations, and it turns out we did. I won't nerd out here too much on the grammar because I am not a seminary professor, but in this very short little description, it does make a difference. The verb here, to write, is in the nifal tense, which describes a past tense action that is both ongoing. It's not yet complete. And those don't always translate well into English, do they? But it shows us that God not only made us and knew us, but that God continues to make us, to mold us like clay, and to write and ordain our days. It reminds us that God has not stopped knowing us even thousands of years later. We as a society love to put our best foot forward. We like to give off this era of perfection, of having it all together, and everything is going exactly as we planned it, and we as a church are like that too. We like to be seen as perfect, but we are not perfect. We don't want anyone to see those less than perfect pieces of ourselves, because we're fearful that our worth depends on this put-together self we portray. And then we read psalms like this. We get a glimpse of this relationship that God had with the author and that God continues to have with us, lifting up how we are fearfully known by our Creator and that we are loved, still even in the midst of our many imperfections. If we matter to God to know us so completely well and so intimately, Shouldn't it matter for us to know one another in that same way? To let ourselves be known by one another. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Made to know one another and to love one another. God continues to invite us to be known by God's people. To be our true selves with one another rather than always putting on that mask that we're all put together like we portray. I know I'm one of those people that likes to be seen as put together. But this week, I had a bit of a revelation around that, and I don't know if it's just the psalm or something else happened. But there was a time earlier this week, just after Thomas and I had put the girls to bed, and the house still reflected the path of the hurricanes named Molly, Claire, and Elsie that went through our living room when our neighbors stopped The three of us visited over a pile of dirty dishes on the table and food that definitely was still smeared all over our dining table. And I don't know if it was because I had been reading this psalm that day or what, but after our neighbor left, Thomas and I both looked at each other and said, you know, I didn't really care that he was just here and our house was trashed. And in that moment, That felt like being known, and that felt like being loved, even in the midst, the very literal midst of our mess. In her book, Jesus Freaks, Sarah Miles uses the introduction to point out that the whole gospel is built upon these less than perfect moments where the house isn't clean or where the wrong people are invited over for dinner, furniture gets flipped over, And the disciples are filled with doubt after being reassured for the hundredth time. But in these less than perfect moments, she said, those are the moments when we are truly known. Those are the moments when God says, come and eat with me. After the youth finished their blackout poetry and we were talking about what it's like to be known by God, and where those places in our lives are where we feel like we can be fully in God's presence. They said that the church was one of those places. Church is one of those places where you don't have to be perfect. Church is a place where you can share the the disappointment of a grade less than 100, and the frustrations of not quite having the right friend group. Church is a place where we can be ourselves Trusting that we are loved and that we belong. And I was so struck that they said that about their church. And I hope that's true for you, too. Friends, like these verses are a safe place for weary travelers on a journey. So, too, is this community of the church. It is a place that we can come back to time and time again, to remember that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by a creator who continues to create, who continues to mold us, who continues to make a newness in us, and who keeps loving us as we follow along in God's journey. Friends, may it be so.